Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Once people find out that I worked in or I've worked in radio for 25 years or used to work in radio or people who have listened to me and we run into each other in real life, IRL, one of the questions that always comes up is what celebrity encounters have you had that are the most memorable? And it dawned on me this week that I am ignoring that the number one celebrity encounter I've ever had I don't give a credit as the number one celebrity encounter. So I would like to change that. I'm going to declare on today's episode a brand new number one celebrity encounter for me. All that and more on today's show. You are an upsider living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. Welcome to The Upside. With Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, January 6th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for breakfasts together with the fam. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for rest. Jeff Dollar, it is Friday, which means we're doing a 1 to 10 scale check-in. On a scale of 1 to 10, how are you? I am... I'm going to start this year off at a 10. Oh. And I could dock a couple points because I'm still from from the the flu or whatever we had after Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm still only 90% recovered, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could say, oh, why is this still lingering? Um, but I'm not going to because... Whatever. People get colds. I got a cold. I'm fine. I like our new routine. I love the time that we got to spend with Ellie over the holidays. I loved how excited she would get at watching Grinch movies and seeing Santa Claus pictures and how spoiled she was by all of our friends and family and hanging out with you and everything. So I'm a 10. How are you on a scale of (laughs) 1 to 10? I am. You were looking at me with a blank stare and I was looking at you like, are you going to ask me? Well, sometimes you can just jump in. Like if it doesn't mean I'm not interested. Well, I know, but it feels weird to be like, I. Oh, okay. I am a nine. Um, Yeah, I'm a nine. I feel I woke up yesterday feeling more well rested than I have felt probably in five actually longer than that in a really, really, really long time. And I just felt like genuinely refreshed. And that is a brand new feeling for me. And I was noticing things that I've never noticed before. And like me, that's so mean. What? I'm just saying, you don't think I notice you. I think you have in the past couple of weeks. There was a time when you were just wandering through life. 
I was just the guy here to take out the trash. <laughs> um, but I noticed that I got to choose what I wanted for breakfast yesterday <laughs> when it was time for breakfast. Right. Like that is a luxury that I have not had in a very long time. And I d wouldn't have even realized that that was a luxury except for I got home, I took Ellie to school and then I came home and I was like, what do I want for breakfast? And then I was like, what do I want for breakfast? Like I have 30 minutes and a fridge full of food. I can choose whatever I want for breakfast. Do I want eggs? Do I want yogurt? Do I want fruit? Do I want granola? Do I want oatmeal? What do I want? Do I want to order something? And I have not had that luxury in so long because of the schedule that I was in. I was very efficient with, you know, like meal prepping and getting breakfast ready the night before because the name of the game used to be for me, make as few decisions as possible, which is great when you have a really crazy schedule and right. you need to eliminate choice from your life. But on the flip side of that, I did not realize I have not chosen my own breakfast during the week in a really long time. Well, you, you have. Either I'm prepping it ahead of time. Right. Or I'm going to the cafeteria at work to see what they have that day. And if it's something I don't really want, I just get food to fill my stomach. Right. And it's not like what I want for breakfast. So, so you, I got so to choose what I had for breakfast. So you get, um, yeah. In the moment. Right. In the moment, which is. You got to, you, Yes. I got to say, what would I like for breakfast? Because when you first said it, it sounded like almost like a hostage situation. <laughs> like for five years, I've not been allowed to select how I would like my eggs. And now, or or you're a person who just got divorced after a really yeah. you know, controlling marriage. No, that's not But even case. on the weekends, when you'd be like, what do you want for breakfast? I'd be like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. I Because I was like walking zombie Callie. Awake, well-rested Callie is someone that makes her own breakfast, whatever she feels like in that very second. And I am super grateful for that because that was something that's one of those little tiny things that like, I don't know, just yeah. being in the present gives you. I love it. Gratitude, if yeah. you will. It is. You posted on New Year's Day a picture from a trip that we were on it for New Year's uh, Five or six years ago. Oh, it was before we were, it was when we were dating. Okay. So it's like 2014. Eight, 2014. And I don't think, I think this story, it, it could be the, the greatest celebrity encounter story I've had. And people always ask, so I worked in radio for 25 years. People are, who was the nicest person you met? Who was the most difficult interview? Who was there anybody who was ever really rude to you? Everybody wants to hear about the behind the scenes celebrity stuff and w working in radio on some pretty big shows in some pretty big cities for that long. I encountered a lot of people. And you've told us about what I consider to be your number one celebrity encounter, which was Jeff got to stay at Diddy's private home. Um, and we've talked about that on the show before, but he literally, his house in the Hamptons, right? Yeah, he gave me his gate code and he was going to send a helicopter for me, but it was too foggy. Yeah. So it was, I mean, so Jeff and his ex-wife and like two friends got to sleep at Diddy's Hamptons house, which is like yeah, alone, not like with a house full of people and they got drunk and then slept on the couch. No, no, no. You were guests in his home, yeah. which blows my mind. Wild. 
the and that that is t- definitely top three. But number one has to be, and I don't know why this doesn't get the credit it deserves. But when we w- we were in St. Bart's, and we used to be really fancy. Yeah, we used to. Jeff be was sleeping at Diddy's. We were going to St. Bart's. Yeah. It was a fancy life, friends. Um, but we went to to St. Bart's for a couple of New Years in a row. The night starts with us going to a fancy European prefix fixed price dinner uh, at a French restaurant, probably because it's St. Bart's, and we didn't like it. All the portions were so small. The food was like all these random delicacies that I'm sure like, you know, people like Kevin Gillespie, like chefs would know or fancy people, I guess, would know what the food is. But we sat down. We're like, um, we don't really like foie gras. Yeah. Um, do you have a, do you have any chance to have a blooming onion? Do you have a, do you have like a baked potato yeah. or something? That's how we felt. Chicken. Do you have chicken fingers? I like some chicken fingers with honey mustard and ranch. Cause you know, New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> So, so we got, so, and I think there was an after party there. Like you could, after you had dinner, you could go into the bar and yeah. they'd do a champagne toast, but it wasn't our place. It wasn't our people. So we, we left and we wandered over to this little strip of, of restaurants that we had been to a couple of times before, hoping that one of them would still be open and serving food. It's like a sushi bar and a burger joint and whatever. Yeah. And we run in to... On the sitting in front of one of these restaurants, we we run into these people that own a house on the street where we rented a house. We had just met them the day before. Mm-hmm. They said, "Oh, you guys are here for the week. Enjoy it. Here's you know this is our favorite restaurant. This is a, you know super friendly neighbors. They were Amer- Americans, but this is their vacation home. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so we run into them and we're making small talk. Well." Callie was because I quickly got bored and wandered away. And I think I went inside to see if we could still order food or something. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the cover band is really good. And then can I, should I pick up here from where I was? Cause <laughs> Jeff just like wandered away. I just left. And I'm like, where is he? Cause it's not like you, like, it's like you to explore. It's not like you to not come back. So I'm like, I think I actually think I went in to see if I could get a menu. Yeah. So your expectation was that I would be back in two minutes, two minutes walk in and I see Jeff and he's watching this house band. And I'm like, hi, uh, I'm starving. What's the deal? Like, what are you doing? And there, by the way, there's 50 people inside. There's 200 people outside on the sidewalk, tables and everything. There's less than 50 people inside. I mean, when I say watching the house band, I am eight feet away from the lead singer. Yeah. You can continue. The lead singer is Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Literally Literally Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. Not a Jimmy Buffett cover band. No, no. Jimmy Buffett. And Jeff's like, Kelly, look. And I was like, holy moly. And it wound up being this like, I mean, it was incredible because he sang all of his hits. He lives, I I don't think he has a house there, but he has a yacht and he goes down there and he's known to like, he's like a local guy there. Like he's not a celebrity there. He's like the dude that comes in and orders two beers on Wednesday. Right. And like, you know, the house band knows him and there's like, like people just know him there. He crashed, he crashed the house band. Like the band- 
was there doing their thing, their New Year's Eve gig. And Jimmy Buffett shows up and he's like, hey, can I do a couple songs? And there's no stage. It's nope. a corner of a bar. So there's no, he's like eye level with everybody. And then the crowd starts to form. And there were probably like at, at the height of it, like 75 people around us. And it's funny because afterwards we realized like on TMZ or something that Scooter Braun was also there. Like there were so many, but we were like laser focused on how cool it was. And we got to sing Jimmy Buffett's songs eight feet from him at a dive bar in San and like for still, that was so many years ago. And I remember for the first year after that, we were like, can you believe that happened? Did that can happen? you believe that happened? Did that happen? Yeah. And the only reason we know it happened for sure is because we had pictures of me with Jimmy Buffett. And uh, he did tell a story because if you've ever been to any burger joint in the Caribbean, that they have a sign up that says, this is the cheeseburger that inspired Jimmy Buffett's cheeseburger in paradise. And he told us in that dive bar that the cheeseburger in paradise was inspired by a restaurant in St. Bart's called the select. So then the next day we went and had burgers. So then we went there. We're like, this is the place. (laughs) This is the place. And do you remember about three nights later, we were at that same sushi bar and Jimmy Buffett came in to get takeout. Yeah, and he was like sitting at the bar having like sake or something waiting for his takeout order. And I asked the server to send him a drink and the server said, you don't want to do that. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why did he say you don't want to do that? He, it was a girl, the woman, it was a woman. And she said, um, you don't, she, she basically said, if you want to be branded as a weird cheesy tourist who doesn't belong here, send him a drink. Oh, yeah. In more polite European, right? Fancy sushi bar, St. Bart's things. Yeah, but I was like, mm, okay. I I have realized I have affirmed with season two of White Lotus that sometimes I am just a pop culture brat. What do you mean? I I did it years ago, years and I mean twenty years ago with American Idol. American Idol showed up. I remember it was the first singing competition show, really, mm-hmm. ever. Everybody loved it. People were obsessed with it. One gazillion people were watching every, you know, show, every, mm-hmm. you know, week. I refused to watch it just because everybody was into it. That's just, that's pop culture bratty. Mm-hmm. And I think I did that with White Lotus season one. I think everybody was so into it that it made me such a, so, you went into it a bitter buddy. Yeah. So we watched season one and it's a show on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's, is it on Netflix? Yeah. 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 It's so. a Netflix show. Um, it's got um, Jennifer Coolidge in it, who is just amazing. And season one, it's a weird show. So I didn't really know. Everyone said they loved it, but I didn't really know what I was getting into the first season. The first season, Jeff wasn't really into it. So I felt like I liked it. I wanted to see it through. Jeff was kind of over it, like three episodes in. He's like, this show is weird. I don't know, whatever. We just watched the second season over break and we loved it. And Jeff is- Sad it's over. Jeff is now a White Lotus stan. Sad. I want to go back and watch season one again, not being bratty about it Mm -hmm. because I think it'll be better. And there are not a lot of, of shows or books or things that- Entertainment things that I experience that I get sad when they're over. Mm-hmm. White Lotus is one of them. Now, what about remember, if someone's on the fence about White Lotus and it's like, well, I've heard about it, but I don't know. Why should someone watch it? Well, if you if you did not like season one or you were on the fence about season one, I will tell you that season two hooked me in one episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time somebody talks about a show, 
They say, well, you got to give it three or four episodes. Then it'll get you. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. a lot of time. Yeah. For busy people. Yeah. But they had me hit this one, the White Lotus season two. So that would be my advice. If you didn't like season one, go season two, one episode. You also laughed out loud. Like you love Jennifer Coolidge's character this season. Yeah. Everybody. It's just, it's, and the characters are so well defined and it's filmed in Italy at a res- the resort. It's about a resort called the White Lotus, but they filmed it at, was it the Four, the four seasons? seasons? Yeah. Uh, four Seasons on the coast, some coast in Italy. And it's ridiculously beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. And I read an article uh, before the end of the new year that it trips to Italy were skyrocketing because of white Lotus. Oh. Cause everyone's watching this going, yes. but you know, if you want to watch it with a pessimistic, pessimistic filter, know that the way that they're living Italy is at the four seasons with private drivers. So, um, you know, that's what I aspire to do. When we win the lottery, we're going to Italy. We're staying at the Four Seasons, and we're having private drivers that drive us all over the place for shopping trips. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. My wife told me that every salad I've ever made has been a little on the dry side. So that is something that definitely needs addressing. Have a joke for Ellie's Comedy Club? Have a comment on something we've talked about or an idea for the show? Call or text Callie and Jeff. 800-434-5454. Money can't buy happiness, but not worrying about your money comes pretty close. That's where Chime can help you smile more. They were just named the number one most loved banking app. With payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200, they offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. See for yourself why Chime is so loved at Chime.com slash Upside. That's Chime.com slash Upside. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank and a member's FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See Chime.com slash Spot me. Chime was the 2021 number one most downloaded banking app in the U.S., according to Aptopia. I want to be one of those people who recycles everything that needs to be recycled and remembers to adjust my thermostat when nobody's in the house and learns how to compost. But I'm not. I try, but I'm not. Anything that can make it easier for me to move in those directions, though, I'm all about it. Like my thermostat. I can now set it, program it. It's wireless, Wi-Fi. Perfect. No problem. And my composting. I can use a device called Lomi that allows me to turn my food scraps into dirt with the push of a button. It's a countertop electric composter that turns scraps to dirt in under four hours. All you got to do is put your food scraps in the Lomi and let it run. It's not smelly, it's not loud, and it makes you environmentally awesome because now you are returning food scraps 
to the earth as dirt. Put them in your garden bed, put them in your plants, uh, your house plants, but you're not putting food in your garbage can to go to a landfill. You can save because you're an Upside listener $50 by going to Lomi.com slash Upside. That's L-O-M-I.com slash Upside. Use the promo code Upside at checkout. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can. $50 off at Lomi.com slash Upside. We appreciate our Upside partners, and we appreciate you for supporting them. For more information on any advertiser on the Upside, visit CallieandJeff.com. I have my in and out list prepared. I'm very excited about this. Uh, Do you want to hear my ins first or my outs first? I want to hear your outs. My outs, uh, in no particular order, um, worrying about people being mad at me. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I am not responsible for your feelings towards me unless you want to have a conversation with me about them. And I'm still not responsible for them, but then it become then we can share that burden and work through it. But I'm not going to sit around anymore and worry that I'm going to make somebody mad or offend them or disappoint them. Yeah. Because guess what? 95% of the time, whoever the person is that I'm so concerned about probably hasn't thought about you at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, number two, clutter. Mm-hmm. Self-explanatory. Somebody I follow on Instagram is doing a thing in the month of January. I don't know if it's a month long or week long thing, but either every day or every week they're, they're donating 20 items from their house. 20. My friend Emily did that. 20? Um, I don't think she did 20. I can't remember what she did, but I think she did it on the first of every month and she loved it. Said it was life changing. It just seems like such a lot of stuff. But anyways, maybe I'll try it because clutter out. Delaying uncomfortable conversations. Ooh, that's a good one for you. Always having my phone within reach. Yes. I realized... And I think we'll talk more about this next week. One, in observing something that Ellie did. And two, I mindlessly, my phone is almost like a security blanket. Me too. And I was unloading stuff out of the car or something, or maybe a package arrived. And I just mindlessly pick up my phone and take it with me. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I do the same thing. It's horrible. So I would just want to break that habit. Mm-hmm. Um, the out, uh, the phrase is just in case and what if. I just want to start visualizing the best possible outcome instead of the worst possible outcome with everything that I do. And the the I think I can help you with that. Good, please do. Because a lot of what we talk about in business is like, what if the worst case scenario happens? And like talking, like I think I'll be a good partner for you in that. Yeah. Because. Somebody said something to me, and I think we mentioned this, but somebody said, you don't, the reason that you worry about the worst possible outcome and you want to prepare for the worst possible outcome is because you're not spending enough time reminding yourself that you're capable of overcoming that if it happens. Yes. I think your therapist said that to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, whoa. So. Right. um, You are capable. Uh, waiting for everything to be perfect. Oh, yeah. Which I do a lot. Yeah. Um, imposter syndrome. 
Those three are all kind of connected. And uh, the last one is Starbucks to go. And generally, Starbucks. I, I don't know. A switch flipped. I'm kind of over Starbucks. I will still go there and sit there and mm-hmm. sit and work and get coffee. But while the I'm idea there. that you have to go as part of a routine is out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, here are my ins. Um, more music in the house. Um, I, for whatever reason, I feel like that's faded away over the past year. Mm-hmm. And I think it affects my mm-hmm. mental. I like, I like music in the house. Mm-hmm. Some people have the TV on all the time. I would like to have music on all the time. And I hope that you would be more open to it because for a while you. I was like, I have three hours a day at home. I need them to be peaceful. I need no. Yeah. Don't have deep conversations with me. Don't right. play music. Don't turn the TV on. I don't have time for input. Yeah. Um, in tracking streaks. I do really, really well um, with once there's consecutive days of doing something, mm-hmm. I get competitive with myself about not wanting to break yes, the streak. Yes, that's the best. But I don't do a good job of tracking them. Even silly mm-hmm. things like making the bet. Like if I knew. If you need a star chart as an adult, you get yourself a star chart. I did that with workouts. I made a workout. Did you see that? Is that what prompted this? No. I made myself a little like, it's not a log. It's a piece of paper. But I'm writing down when I work out because one of my friends did that. And he posted at the end of the year how like his workout log that he made for himself. And was, he was it Bob? So, yeah. I saw it. It was just one it, piece of paper, but he wrote yes. very tiny on it. Yeah. And that looks like when you get to look at that at the end of a year and say, look what I did. It makes you really proud of yourself. So I'm, yeah, I love that one. Um, getting enough sleep and better sleep. I think that's good for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, hiking and being outside and biking. Mm-hmm. I want to do all those things more. Uh, travel. I miss travel. Yeah, I really miss travel too. And it just hit me like a month ago. When we were watching White Lotus. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, 30,000 foot view. That's in. So not being worried about this afternoon or whatever. Not being concerned. Not being focused on what on, on this afternoon. But instead being focused on the next year. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, schedules. I do. I just hit. I try to be a spontaneous, low-key person, but I just do better with schedules and routine. Mm-hmm. I always have, and I I feel like I fought it for most of my life. Yeah, and it's who you are. It's who I am. And then finally, um, afternoons that turn into evenings sitting on a patio. Mm, yep, I love that. That will be so in this year. I love it. And I, I just want us to – I think it will be easier with, with you know, you not, not being tired with mm-hmm. both – just to, hey, it's a nice day. Ellie's up from her nap. Let's go sit at the wherever and sit outside and and have a beer and some chicken wings and not go there for dinner or not go there for an hour. Or not yeah. go there. Just go there. Just go. Yeah. Uh, so that's my in and out list. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is gird your loins. Political ads are now allowed on Twitter. To which I say, I am so glad I'm not on Twitter. Um, They had a political ads ban, which was in place in 2019, and they're doing away with it. Um, So anyway, I I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing, but I just feel like- I have to be honest, ads on- Twitter? Social media don't 
I, 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 I mean, I don't want to discourage anyone from advertising. And we advertise this podcast on social media from time to time. Mm-hmm. But they aren't as intrusive to me as ads are on television. Ads on television are so much more intrusive. And I agree. I, I actually know, really I, like Instagram and Facebook ads as a general rule. But where I was coming um, from was I hope that when I turn off the TV in election years, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't. I don't care who you are. I can't handle another political ad. Like, yeah. I just don't want to see your face anymore. Yeah. But then I get on my Twitter and then I see it. Do you know that the television station in Atlanta, WSB Television, was the number one for the year 2022, made more money off of election and campaign ads than I mean, any I'm other not TV surprised. station in the country? Yeah. Because Georgia was a battleground state. Right. Two years in a row went to a, what's it called, runoff election. Yeah. With really important... Uh, campaigns, really important elections. So they poured so much money into it. Now I will say, um, Facebook and YouTube are already doing this. And one of the reasons they wanted to do it, like maybe, you know, I jumped right to like political ads, but some of the, um, things that they are going to allow now are ads that educate or raise awareness of different issues, climate change and government programs. Like, Hey, you don't forget to turn in your census if you get it or whatever. So that I'm fine with seeing somebody else's face. Over, and on and over, over and, and over. And oh my over. God. Leave us alone. Uh, here are, here's your second random thing. Here are some of the strangest items that the Transportation Security Administration, the TSA, found at, in people's luggage, luggage. Yeah. in 2022. Um, in July in Milwaukee, uh, they found an inert grenade. So What's- it's a real grenade. It's just old enough that the gunpowder in it was no longer... Valid. So somebody brought that. Uh, in Dulles Airport in, what's that, Washington, D.C., uh-huh. uh, in somebody's guitar case, there were three cattle prods uh, just last month. Okay, and I have to tell you, I don't know what a cattle prod is. It's a stick with that, that does a jolt. So if you have to move a cattle, mm-hmm. you smack it with the stick and it... Oh, that sounds mean. It's like the fly swatter. Oh, so I don't like that. Yeah. I don't well, like that. Well, I was thinking of getting one for Sadie sometimes when she <laughs> goes outside to poop and then just stands <laughs> in the rain and looks back. at us. No, what we need is another dog to herd Sadie. Um, a handgun was hidden inside a PlayStation at Hartsville-Jackson International Airport right here in Atlanta. Uh, a handgun was hidden in raw chicken at Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, that's disgusting. Airport. Yep. And who uh, puts ch- who puts raw chicken in their check baggage? And if you're trying to hide something from dogs at the airport, raw meat's probably not. They'd be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that seems weird to me. But uh, at JFK Airport in New York City, they found a handgun hidden in peanut butter. Also gross. And how do you ever clean that off? Yeah. I can barely clean peanut butter off a spoon. And your third random thing for today is iPhones have a white noise feature built into the phone. This has gone viral. Did you know that? I did not. I didn't either. And I spent like 10 bucks on a brown noise app because that's what I use. But yeah, it has it built in. Now you're not going to see it as... Wait, brown noise? Yeah, it's a different like decibel or something. Hmm. 
because there's like white, brown, red, pink. Uh, they have all these. Yeah. Cool. Um, so how you get it, you go to your settings, accessibility, audio slash visual, and then background sounds. Um, and there's a bunch of different sound options. There's white noise, rain, stream, ocean, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's no timer, but you can set it to shut off when your screen is locked. And those are your three random things. We like to end every week of the upside with a beautiful human. And this week's beautiful human is an entire airline. Frontier Airlines heard that a cat was named after them, a kitten was named after them at the Las Vegas animal shelter. Mm-hmm. So uh, the a litter of kittens came in and the people who were signing them in were looking for names and decided that they would name the cats uh, Delta Frontier Spirit. Cute. Just an airline, you know. Yeah. Like when we originally adopted Lily, she was one of the reindeer. She was Cupid. Yeah, and there mm-hmm. was a Donner and a Blitzen and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so they went with airline names. Frontier Airlines heard about this and said, you know what? Contacted the shelter and said, put a sign up. Anybody who adopts any of the airline named cats, we're going to give them vouchers for free trips. Um, but whoever adopts Frontier, they're going to get twice as many vouchers. That's as, awesome. As the Delta or the Spirit adoptions. So uh, Frontier Airlines, that was uh, great PR for you and fantastic to do for the kitties. So you are this week's Upside. Beautiful. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. We didn't talk about it this week because I think we're like easing back in. But next week, you know what I really want to talk about is the very serious conversation that we had in our house that made me, that had me going out to buy more festive Christmas decor. Because that was a big thing that happened in our house over the holidays. And Jeff and I had a really serious conversation and it led, it started out as decor and then it led to how we want to raise Ellie and man, it was intense, but we got to give you that story. And I can't wait to talk about that next week. Hey, Callie and Jeff. What a lovely surprise I had when I got home. Those pins are the best so far and absolutely just warmed my heart. And I just want to thank you guys. I love our community and you guys are just great. And it was just a great surprise and um, so creative and so sweet. So anyway, happy new year and um, we'll see what the new year holds. I'm going to say it's good. Love y'all. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. Um, had stopped the show. You were talking about people um, making a resolution that they were going to be nicer people. I work in a doctor's office, and I was told that by a coworker today. Um, she was helping another coworker, and I said, "Oh, that's very nice of you." And she said, "That's been my New Year's resolution to be a nicer person." So there you go, Callie. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Crystal. Um, I have followed uh, Jeff since, like, the beginning of the Burke show, so, and this is my first time following in. Um, but regarding your post office 
story. Um, so I work for a nonprofit in Midtown um, called the Georgia Trust, and we uh, send out a lot of um, various like mailings, renewals for membership, and uh, you know fundraising events and things like that we have coming up. And so it's like um, a lot of mail that I have to take to the post office, and I always feel weird about putting that much mail in, like I'm doing something wrong, so I'm totally with you on that. Um, over the holidays, I had to take a bunch of, like, packages and stuff that we were mailing out, and I was, I took them inside, I was putting them in the slot, and then the this post office worker came out of the door, and he kind of looked at me, and he was like, are you about to put all of that in the slot? And I totally thought I was busted. I was like, oh, my gosh, um, yes. And he's like, oh, well, just step in here through the door, and you can just dump it in the, the bin. Yeah, it does feel strange. So, anyway, uh, you guys have a great day. Thanks. You guys, your anxiety has been through the roof lately. Your, this episode today has disgusted me out so much with how stressed out you guys are about mailing stuff and mailing too much stuff. That was like a five-minute conversation. And then you're wondering how you look walking dogs to other people and how you're seen. Y'all y'all need a chill pill a little bit. You're, you're really stressing me out. Um, so relax. Don't talk about what you're going to do. Don't just dream about what you're going to do. Don't criticize somebody else for what they're not doing. You be it. Be about it. Be about that action and go do it. Keep your eye on your intention. Don't let any outside distraction or your own insecurity stop you from your goals.